Hello, human family. I'm Jocelyn, and I am grateful you're here. You're listening to the Starting With Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host heart-centered conversations exploring all topics of the human and spiritual experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure you join our community by subscribing and sharing. I am so honored you have joined us. It's your girl, your host, Jocelyn, y como siempre, I'm so grateful you are here and tuning into this conversation. When I was reflecting during the end of last year and I was contemplating my accomplishments and my blessings, one thing, if not the main thing that came up for me were my relationships. Specifically in the past year, The relationships that have deepened and developed in my life have felt like answered prayers. For years, I prayed to have the kinds of relationships that I am manifesting now, and I'm just so, so, so grateful for it. I feel so grateful for the relationships in my life, for the people in my circle. Um, I'm so grateful for who and what I get to experience through my relationships, and it truly is so, so beautiful, and I've been desiring to talk about it. So in this conversation, I'm going to share some of my reflections and realizations regarding manifesting these healthy relationships that feel like answered prayers. I'm going to share a bit about my past and how that's affected my relationships growing up, as well as what has led me to manifesting the relationships I have in my life now. My intention for what I'm choosing to share with you in this conversation is that you walk away feeling like you have more clarity about why we attract who we attract and what helps us to change who we are attracting in our lives. This is going to be a great conversation and I thank you in advance for consciously listening. If you end up enjoying this conversation, please make sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It makes such a big difference and it only takes a few moments of your time. Just head on over to Apple Podcasts, search Starting With Gratitude, scroll down and you'll find the stars and comment box waiting for you to share your rating and review. Again, it makes such a big difference. It helps the exposure of this podcast. It helps expand our podcast community and it would be so, so so, so greatly appreciated. And for those of you who have already left a rating and review, your girl thanks you so, so much. Before I get into the beauty of manifesting healthy relationships, I feel it's important to briefly share what my relationships were like growing up. It's important because the relationships we have growing up often end up determining the kinds of relationships we'll experience as we grow into adults. And honestly, the kinds of relationships I've had as I've grown into an adult have not been healthy. I didn't grow up surrounded by healthy relationships. I didn't witness healthy romantic relationships. I didn't witness healthy familial relationships. I didn't witness healthy friendships. And as a child, I obviously didn't have the awareness of knowing or even simply questioning if a relationship was healthy or not, let alone 
was I able to walk away from an unhealthy relationship, even if I did have the awareness that it was an unhealthy relationship? I think more so as children, we can feel whether or not a relationship feels safe, feels loving, feels supportive, feels kind. But even then, as children, we don't really know what to do with our feelings. We don't really know how to process them and respond to them wisely. We don't fully understand that our feelings let us know whether or not something or someone is or isn't healthy for us. As children, even with feelings of discomfort and unsafety, we primarily receive and perceive our environment to be normal. Like if we grew up in an environment where we were surrounded by unhealthy relationships, then more likely than not, we'll grow up believing that unhealthy relationships are normal. We won't necessarily see them as unhealthy, even if it doesn't feel right we'll see them as normal because it's all that we know. It's all that we've seen. It's all that we've experienced. And as children, we often grow up believing that the way that we were treated and the way that the people around us were treated is normal. And that's where the inner child work comes in as adults, right? We as adults get to teach our inner children what we grow to learn is healthy and unhealthy. We get to reparent ourselves in this way and in many ways. Before I get into sharing a bit of my own personal experiences with past relationships, I just want to preface this by saying that I am actually grateful for all the unhealthy relationships and unhealthy relationship dynamics I've experienced because if I never experienced them, I wouldn't have the wisdom that I have now. I wouldn't know what I like and don't like what feels good and doesn't feel good to me. I wouldn't be cherishing the relationships I have now as much as I am and as much as I do. And I do want to emphasize that I don't believe we need to experience unhealthy relationships in order to experience healthy ones. I don't believe that we need to experience hate or fear to experience love. I feel like so many people believe that they need to stick around and put up with dysfunction to get to experience function. That's simply just not true, in my opinion. You don't need to settle for less than you deserve to eventually get what you deserve. Your worthiness does not have conditions like that. True love won't be putting you through it to get to it like that. So let's briefly get into some of my own personal experiences. In middle school, I honestly really, really struggled with relationships. It was during these years where I became super insecure. I didn't feel pretty enough to get boyfriends and I didn't feel cool enough to make friends. The times I did try to talk to a guy I liked, I was shut down for a curvier, more popular girl. And the times I tried to make a friend, I was cast aside from conversations and invitations. I experienced rejection after rejection, and I was also being bullied at this time, so that didn't help. It was during these years where I feel like I became conditioned to believe that my value and my worth depended on my looks, on what others thought of me, on my level of popularity, on who I knew, on who I was friends with, on how others could benefit from me. It was during these years where I began to feel like I needed to prove myself to be valuable and worthy of relationships, where I began to feel like my true self wasn't enough and I needed to change 
who I truly was to be enough. It was during these years where I didn't feel accepted for who I truly was and began to feel like I needed to be different in order to be accepted, in order to be liked. It was during these years where I experienced new forms of abandonment. I felt abandoned by my peers. I felt abandoned by who I thought were my friends. I felt abandoned by my own self because this is when I began to abandon myself. This all obviously transferred over into high school, though I will say that things got much easier when I made a couple genuine friendships and felt accepted for who I truly was. But even then, the two girls that I was closest to were two of the most popular girls in school, which came with its own triggers for me. Being friends with them didn't necessarily make me popular. It more so made me the girl that guys would talk to just to get to them, which has honestly been a common theme in my life, both personally and even professionally. My first quote-unquote romantic relationships began in college, and from what I've briefly shared with you, you know that your girl's sense of self-worth wasn't all that great, but... I did regain a lot of confidence through college as I left my hometown, began to meet so many new people, was doing a lot of exploration of my passions and gained achievements I felt really proud of. So there definitely was self-love and self-care. I did feel like I loved and cared for myself. I did feel like I deserved the best, but I wasn't fully consciously aware of the programmings and conditionings rooted in my subconscious from when I was younger and how they were showing up in my life and affecting my life, which so many of us aren't fully consciously aware of, right? To be honest, it really wasn't until the last couple of years where I began to address my subconscious. And it's so, so, so important. Our subconscious literally drives 95% of our human experience, which means that on a day-to-day, we're really out here just using 5% of our consciousness. Like only 5% of our daily actions are conscious actions. The rest are subconscious. If we genuinely desire to change, to heal and create a new life for ourselves, we absolutely have to address our subconscious. And to clarify, subconscious work is shadow work. But before I continue to expand on that, I am bringing this up because even though I felt like I deserved the best and I loved and cared for myself, which I genuinely did and do, I still found myself experiencing unhealthy romantic relationships and friendships because of the low self-esteem and sense of self-worth, because of the abandonment which caused anxious attachment, because of the dysfunctional relationship dynamics I grew up around and deemed as normal that were all programmed and conditioned in my subconscious. Consciously, I believed I deserved healthy relationships, but subconsciously, All I knew was unhealthy relationships. Subconsciously, all I knew was experiencing less than I deserved. So my first romantic relationship honestly came to be not because this man was treating me like a queen, but because this man was attractive and giving me attention. And I never got attention from attractive boys or men growing up. And that's just the honest truth. I got into my first quote-unquote romantic relationship simply because I was getting attention from a man I was physically attracted to. 
it was like I was finally experiencing what my younger self always wanted, which was to be wanted. And that had me settling for less. My second romantic relationship was and is the most toxic relationship I've ever been in and will ever be in. I've briefly talked about this particular relationship in past episodes, but have yet to fully share this experience. I will one day, though. This relationship was one of those relationships I said I'd never, ever, ever, ever be in. And yet there I was in it. This man was honestly not physically attractive to me, but the kindness he portrayed in the beginning of our alignment was attractive to me. He was eager to help. He was persistent. He was supportive. And I caved. When I think back on this relationship, I think of the truth that when you grow up not receiving the bare minimum, when you do receive the bare minimum, you see it as above and beyond. But really, it's like, nah, girl, that's the bare minimum of what you deserve. And just because you're receiving the bare minimum now doesn't mean that he's the one. This relationship manifested for many, many reasons, though. The main reason I believe to be that it was a mere reflection of many of the toxic relationships I grew up around. And I grew up around women settling for less, women putting up with abuse, women breaking their boundaries, women simply not knowing what true love really is. And all of that and more was reflected in this relationship. My third and last romantic relationship was wild because it felt like everything I deserved for months until it all changed overnight and he ghosted me. And this obviously triggered so much for you, girl, especially and specifically the abandonment wounds that I had growing up. But this was the relationship that catapulted me into the most healing and awakening season of my entire life so far. It was after this particular relationship where I dived deep into shadow work and subconscious work and ultimately led me to where and who I am now with the healthy relationships I am manifesting now. Friendship wise, I just always felt like I was the listener, but not listened to. I was the healer, but not healed in return. I was a supporter, but not supported. Most of the friendships I've experienced in my life weren't mutually beneficial. I settled for less in my friendships, like I settled for less in my romantic relationships. And honestly, just as much as my romantic relationships were trauma bonding, so were my friendships. We bonded over the shadows and not the light. We bonded over ego and not spirit. And as I've gotten older, I've grown to crave relationships that bond over the light. I've grown to deeply desire relationships that reflect my higher self more than they reflect my shadow self. And the more that this desire grew over the years, the more I felt the need to be alone, the more I outgrew people in my life, the more I felt like I couldn't relate to the people that surrounded me. So how do you attract and manifest who and what you deserve? I've shared all that I've shared up to this point so you can know two important things. One, know that the relationships and relationship dynamics we experience growing up often end up being reflected in the relationships we experience as adults because they are programmed and conditioned in our subconscious. And two, know that in order to experience real everlasting change, in our relationships and really just in our lives in general. We have to focus on changing ourselves first and foremost. 
we have to address our shadows and subconscious beliefs because too often when we desire any kind of change in our lives, we'll seek and create change outside of us thinking that's the solution. We'll break up with one person, move on to another person, hoping that person gives us the change we desire. And at first they'll satisfy, but then we'll realize how similar they are to our past. So we'll break up with them and move on to another person, hoping that person gives us the change we desire. And this cycle will go on and on and on until we realize that the one person that is going to give us the change we desire is not someone else. It's our own self. We ourselves have to reflect the changes we desire. And from there, we'll see these changes in the people that surround us. Naturally, as we change our internal environment, our external environment changes. Let's take a moment, let's take a breather and talk about our partner, Athletic Greens, who introduced me to their products called AG1, which has become one of my favorite health and wellness products ever. And I'm so grateful to be taking it every single day because it's been a game changer for you, girl. For years, I've been wanting to implement supplements and vitamins and minerals into my daily routine, but I put it off for years because I didn't know where to start. And the thought of like, having all these different pills and supplements to take every single morning just felt overwhelming. But then AG1 comes along and with just one scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Like I mentioned, it's been a game changer for me. I take it when I get home from the gym and before I eat breakfast and it just feels like the perfect replenishment. And it really has impacted my energy and my focus and my recovery. And it's, it tastes so good too, which just makes AG1 just so much better and makes me so grateful and excited to share this product with you. And May I add that it's a lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, it's friendly for your lifestyle choice. And it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, which just, y'all, I'm telling you, this is such a great investment for your health and wellness. And right now, my friends, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is so important. And this is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Again, I truly believe that this is such a great investment. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash SWG. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash SWG to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I have left a link in the description below for your convenience. Now, without further ado, let's get back into our conversation. When I was reflecting on my accomplishments and blessings of last year and the relationships that I have in my life now came up, I began to question what made this happen. Like, why did I accomplish 
and experience the blessing of manifesting healthy relationships, manifesting relationships I deserve and relationships I have prayed for. And what came up for me is the fact that for the past couple of years, I've been completely focused on me and my healing and my awakening to the truth. It's no coincidence that the year I began to manifest the relationships I've always dreamt of experiencing followed the couple of years I spent turning inward. It's so true that it all starts with you. It's so true that when you show up for yourself the way you desire for others to show up for you, you begin to align with people who are showing up for their self similarly and therefore show up for you the way you desire. It's so true that when you make space for what you deeply desire and deserve, what you deeply desire and deserve arrives in divine time. Earlier, I mentioned that my last romantic relationship catapulted me into the most healing and awakening season of my life. It was after this particular relationship where I dived deep into shadow work, deep into subconscious work, which ultimately led me to the relationships I am manifesting now. I think the heartbreak of this particular particular relationship really inspired me to face myself in ways I never had before, partly because I desired to never experience this again. I was in such disbelief. I was in such dismay. I was honestly just so over it, like so over manifesting my past, so over experiencing less than I deserved. And the timing was just right. Obviously, after every and any kind of breakup, we feel so over it. But the timing, the divine timing of our deep healing, the divine timing of our genuine commitment to change ourselves is a real thing. At some point, you do arrive to a willingness and readiness you've never had before. And I felt ready. I felt ready in a way I had never felt ready to face myself and my shadows before. The first thing I confronted was my codependency. And from there, I learned about attachment styles. I learned about holistic healing. I learned about ancestral work. I learned about generational cycles. I learned about energetic hygiene. I started practicing energetic hygiene. I got into breath work, channeling, meditation, yoga, all of that jazz. I'm not going to get into the intricacies of all this now because this is a whole other conversation. All you need to know is that since 2020, your girl has been devoted to her spiritual practices, devoted to her healing and her awakening. All you need to know is that your girl did a lot of letting go of attachments, of relationships, of identities, of false limiting beliefs. All you need to know is that your girl was in solitude for a couple of years and slowly but surely has begun to come out of that deep solitude through the past year. Honestly, if you're curious to hear more about this time and aspect of my life, I have published plenty of episodes where I expand on my solitude, on my healing, on relationships, on my spirituality, on truth telling, on worthiness. You'll learn so much about the self work I've done that has contributed to me manifesting the relationships I've always desired and deserved. So I highly recommend checking any or all of those out if you want all the tea. But what's most important for me to share in this specific conversation and episode is that to manifest healthy relationships in your life, you have to work on manifesting, having a healthy relationship with yourself. To attract who and what you desire, you have to become a magnet to your desires by being a reflection 
of your desires. For example, if you desire relationships that consist of open and honest communication, you have to reflect open and honest communication by practicing open and honest communication with yourself. If you desire relationships that express unconditional love, you have to reflect unconditional love by practicing unconditional love yourself. The sooner you realize that it all starts with you, the sooner you'll begin to create the real everlasting change you desire and deserve in your life. If you press play on this episode because you wanted to know the answer to how you can attract who and what you deserve, here is the answer. Focus on your relationship with your own self and let the relationship you have with yourself be the example for all the other relationships in your life. If you feel like you have a great relationship with yourself, but you're still manifesting not so great relationships, get curious about the programmings and conditionings that may be deeply rooted in your subconscious that you're currently unaware of and are manifesting these not so great relationships. Here's a perspective for you in regards to this. The life outside of you is mirroring the life inside of you. The life outside of you is reflecting you. Now, there is a lot of discernment needed with this perspective and every perspective, really, which, by the way, I also have an episode specifically about discernment, which I also highly recommend. So don't get carried away with this notion, but contemplate what I'm sharing. All of what manifests in your external environment is showing you your internal environment with the intention to help you discover what you do and don't like what does and doesn't feel good to you. Everything and everyone that manifests into your life that aligns with you is intending to teach you something about yourself. Since I've gained and adopted this perspective, whenever I align to a new relationship in my life, I become curious about what this relationship came to teach me and how this relationship is a reflection of myself. Sometimes the reflection is my shadow. Sometimes the reflection is my light. Sometimes it's both. But the reflection is there so I can see myself. And we align to new and different reflections so we can see ourselves in new and different ways. So we can know and understand ourselves even deeper. All of life serves as a mirror to see ourselves more deeply and more truly. This goes back to me expressing gratitude for all the unhealthy relationships in my life because it's like, wow, thank you, unhealthy relationship, for showing me my shadow self. Thank you for showing me what I need to heal. Thank you for teaching me the lessons I needed to mature, to evolve, to grow. Thank you for teaching me what I like and don't like, what does and doesn't feel good, what I do and don't deserve. Had I not experienced all the unhealthy relationships I've experienced, I wouldn't know myself as deeply as I do. Everything and everyone in our lives serves a purpose. It's just a matter of whether or not we're allowing ourselves to see the purpose, to receive the purpose, and to let go of the purpose after it's been served. And it's so important to know that this takes time and takes practice and takes mistakes And for many of us, it does take unhealthy relationships to get to the healthy relationships we desire and deserve. 
It took me my whole life up until last year to get to a point where I genuinely feel surrounded by and invested in relationships that are good for my mind, body, and spirit. It took me multiple unhealthy relationships to get to a point where I finally felt ready to turn inward the way that I have and heal as deeply as I've been healing the past couple of years. And there's still so much for me to heal and to learn and to understand about healthy relationships and relationship dynamics and about my own self. But I have arrived to the part of my journey where I feel confident enough to have this conversation with you and share what I've learned about manifesting healthy relationships because I'm manifesting them now. If you feel overwhelmed at the thought of needing to confront yourself and your shadows and your subconscious in order to manifest healthy relationships because you feel like you have so much to heal or you don't know where to start or you feel like you don't have all you need to get started, I just want to encourage you not to overwhelm yourself. Start where you are with what you have and take it one step at a time, one reflection at a time, one honest conversation at a time, one confrontation at a time, one journal entry at a time, one release at a time. Allow your healing and awakening journey to be a journey. No matter how badly you desire to make changes in your life, rushing or forcing are not the way. Practice patience and understand that all of this is a practice. And even when you get to the point where you feel like you've manifested the healthy relationships you desire and deserve, you're still going to need to keep practicing. One of the reasons why I moved to LA was because I not only desired to manifest healthy relationships, but relationships that felt like soulmates, relationships that felt playful to my inner child, relationships that inspired me and expanded me. At first, I was putting in effort to make new friends. And though I am totally an advocate for putting yourself out there and letting it be known that you're open to receiving new relationships in your life, there is a significant difference between putting in the effort to be open and express that you're open and putting in the effort to make relationships happen forcefully and out of desperation. Like there was definitely a point where I kept putting myself out there and putting an effort towards certain potential new friendships that were just not hitting. And it triggered me because it reminded me of my inner child who had put in the effort to make new friends only to be met with lack of interest and reciprocation. It didn't take long for me to note that the way I was approaching manifesting new friends wasn't the way, especially not if my intention was to manifest healthy friendships. So rather than filling in the void that I felt I had, I simply allowed there to be a void. I decided it was better to allow there to be space in my life to receive the relationships I desire and deserve in divine time than to quickly fill up the space with lackluster relationships just for the sake of not having space. And that's when I not only stepped into but embraced solitude. I allowed there to be space and I allowed there to be solitude because that's what was naturally unfolding for me at the time. And it was in this space and solitude where I was able to really explore myself in ways I never had before because I never had this space and solitude before. I trusted that this space and solitude was being presented to me 
on purpose and that in embracing it, I'd be allowing this purpose to be served. And it absolutely served its purpose. The space and solitude lasted and has lasted much longer than I anticipated. But now that I'm arriving to a point where slowly but surely there's less space and less solitude and the right relationships are entering my life and I feel like I'm experiencing answered prayers in my relationships, I can say that the patience and trust in divine timing was absolutely worth it. I can say that the space and solitude was absolutely worth it and was absolutely necessary. Again, highly recommend my past two episodes on solitude if you want to hear more about this. Now, I'm not seeking out relationships the way I have in the past. One, I know that the relationships that are meant for me will arrive and unfold naturally and easily. And two, I feel so satisfied with the relationships I currently have in my life And I'm focused on continuing to pour into me the way that I have so that I can properly pour into them. The relationships I currently have in my life each have so much substance and richness and depth to them that they really do reflect quality over quantity. And that's another conditioning and programming I actually had to heal too, which is the belief that the more relationships you have, the better. Later, you realize that it really is quality over quantity. You can have all the relationships in the world and they won't be soul fulfilling the way even just one quality relationship is. And the older you get, you also realize that there's only so many people you can truly show up for fully and sustain for the long term. Quality takes a certain level of presence and time and quality relationships do too. As we bring this conversation to a close, I'd like to share what I love about the healthy relationships in my life. And what I'm about to share is what makes these relationships healthy. I'm going to share what I love about them by expressing gratitude. Feel free to receive these expressions of gratitude as affirmations for your own self. I'm grateful my relationships are mutually beneficial. I'm grateful my relationships reciprocate genuine care, support, interest, and desire. I am grateful my relationships feel liberating for my mind, body, and spirit. I am grateful my relationships are naturally healing to me. I am grateful my relationships hold safe space for vulnerability. I am grateful my relationships give me the opportunity to practice honest communication. I'm grateful my relationships reflect my higher self and inspire expansion. I'm grateful my relationships encourage truth-telling and heart-opening. I'm grateful my relationships make me feel radically accepted for who I am as I am. I'm grateful my relationships honor and enjoy my depth. I'm grateful my relationships unfold easily and freely and pleasurably. I'm grateful my relationships consist of soulful, heartful, mindful exchanges. I'm grateful my relationships respect my time and energy. I'm grateful my relationships motivate me to improve. I'm grateful my relationships bring me closer to joy, to love, to peace, and to truth. I can honestly go on and on about what I love about the relationships I'm manifesting in my life now. And each of the relationships that I've been deepening and developing in my life recently have something unique to them that I especially love and feel grateful for. But 
Your girl just feels so honored to experience the relationships that she's experiencing and attracting and manifesting in her life. And we all deserve to feel this way. Like, wow, I feel so honored to experience this relationship. I feel so honored to have attracted this relationship. I feel so honored to be a reflection of this relationship. And we all deserve to be in relationship with people who feel the same way about us, who feel honored to experience being in relationship with us too. And I have just really been looking forward to having this conversation with you and to sharing these reflections and realizations with you. There's honestly so much more that I can expand on, but I feel like this, this was a good, a good bit. And I pray that you're walking away from this conversation feeling like you are more clear minded and clear hearted and feeling more confident and comfortable in some way, shape or form in regards to the relationships in your life, in regards to um, your healing journey, in regards to what you deserve. And I just want to reiterate, like I'm, I'm so grateful for, for the ways in which I invested my time and energy the past few years and just like really remaining focused on myself and really investing in my healing because I knew, I knew that there was, there was some healing that I really needed to do in order to, in order to manifest the life that I was envisioning and am envisioning for myself. So I pray that you're walking away feeling inspired. And if you are, again, so helpful if you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and it only takes a moment of your time. So if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to leave a rating and review. Your girl would really appreciate that. I so look forward to our next conversation. And again, thank you so much for consciously listening and for being here.